know, relationships are critical in global mission partnerships, and uh, you just can't do relationships well uh, without being together. I mean, I think we all, during the pandemic, discovered that we could do a lot of things on Zoom that uh, we didn't think was possible. And some of those things we, you know, we're going to carry forward. Uh, I spent a lot of time with, you know, partners on Zoom and on WhatsApp and all that kind of thing during the pandemic and don't know what we would have done without it. But yet um, it's not really, I think, a substitute for being, being together. Welcome to the Missions Pastor Podcast presented by One Child. One Child is a global community of child champions that serves children in poverty so they can discover hope and reach their God-given potential. We believe that the local church has the message of hope that the world desperately needs to hear. And in every episode, we highlight churches, pastors, and ministries who are working to bring that hope to hard places. I'm David Jesse. I'm your host for today's conversation with Dr. Jay Madden. Dr. Madden is the executive pastor at Peachtree Church in Atlanta, Georgia. And in this role, Dr. Madden provides leadership to the missions and outreach ministries of Peachtree Church. One of the most common ways for churches to engage in missions is through short-term missions trips. But the pandemic slammed the door shut on most of these trips for several years. Dr. Madden is passionate about seeing Peachtree re-engage in these efforts. And I asked him why this is so critical. Well, David, I think uh, I think short-term mission trips are important. Um, I know um, it's sort of become a little bit in vogue the last few years to um, for people to say short-term mission trips are are not important. Uh, a lot has been written about uh, short-term mission trips uh, doing harm, and um, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sure you know we both have experience, and and that being the case. Uh, but I don't mm-hmm. think because something hasn't been done well uh, means it shouldn't be done at all. And um, and I am a big believer that uh, God created mission uh, for both. Uh, the people that we serve and for us. And so it's a very uh, important part of our discipleship. And so I uh, believe in the whole idea of mutual transformation that uh, we, we have as much to learn from those we may go on a global mission trip to serve as they get from us. And, and I think we've all you know, we all know people that say, oh, I'm going on this mission trip to do X, Y and Z. And they come home and they go, actually, I think it was it was more about <laughs> me. So um, so I'm a big believer that they are an important part of our discipleship. And so for a church like ours, uh, they're an important part of helping people uh, get out of their comfort zone and uh, see what God is doing in another part of the world and then using uh, that experience is kind of a catalyst uh, for their discipleship. And I also think that, you know, relationships are critical in global mission partnerships. And uh, you just can't do relationships well uh, without being together. I mean, I think we all during the pandemic discovered that we could do a lot of things on Zoom that uh, mm-hmm. we didn't think was possible. And some of those things we you know, we're going to carry forward. Uh, I spent a lot of time with, you know, partners on Zoom and on WhatsApp and all that kind of thing during the pandemic and don't know what we would have done without it. But yet 
um, it's not really, I think, a substitute for being being together. And so uh, so I think it's important to get trips, you know, going again for the relational component with our partnerships, but also because uh, we just need it. We need to be in relationship, in community uh, with people in the global church to encourage them, but also uh, to grow uh, in our relationship with Christ. What are some ways that you've seen your relationships with your missions partners around the world uh, improve because of the things that you learned during the COVID period um, and you weren't able to go on the short-term missions trips? Well, I think, uh, I mean, I think for me personally, we, I sort of amped up my communication with partners. I think um, we did more just WhatsApp messaging, uh, just ongoing chatting uh, during the pandemic than we we did uh, outside the pandemic because we really wanted to just really keep that that relational piece going. Um, we also, I think, I think our partners there there were some things that we were involved in like heavily with teams like a, a youth camp we do in Malawi that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they ended up running themselves completely. And, um, and I was, I was over there, uh, this year and I was kidding them. I said, I think, I think I figured out that things work a lot better when I don't show up. And so, uh, so they did, they just did everything they did so well without us being there. Um, and so I think it, it allowed them to, to kind of flourish in some new ways, uh, and do some things that, might have been pieces the, of, of that experience that we normally did. And they stepped in and did it and probably did it, did it better. Uh, but we were both really glad to have the opportunity to be together, be together in person again. You mentioned that we've both experienced and seen other churches um, conduct missions trips that were not done well. And that is where some of this criticism with the short-term ministry trip has come from. How can churches take advantage of this opportunity to do, as they restart short-term missions trips, to do these trips more effectively? Well, I think, I think first of all, you know, we don't want to do harm. Right. And, um, and I think, um, I think to first of all, I think it's important that if so, so I see an important element of a mission trip experience being the discipleship component for us. And so I think it's helpful to make sure that the partner understands that that's our framework. And, and, and so to invite them into that to help them see that, hey, you have an important part in building into our team. Uh, spiritually, and and that's the lens we're looking at it through. And I feel like most partners really embrace that when they they realize that oh, they they're really seeing this as a spiritual formation tool, and not just they're coming to build something or do something. Um, so I think that's important to kind of set the table. I think it's important that whatever we we are doing uh, while we're there is something that's actually adds some value, um, and it's not just you know, they're, they're just creating a room for us to paint or something that it's not just a kind of a make work thing, but it's something that 
you know, it adds some value. I think it's important that it's relational, that we're doing it with them. It's something we're doing together um, and is not just something we're doing for. So I think as you restart trips, it's a good time to, you know, kind of step back and go, okay, before we just jump right in doing everything we always did before, let's just kind of, let's just take a clean slate and think about how might we, if we have have this opportunity to start afresh, how might we think about it differently and invite the partner into how do we plan this together uh, so that it's a, so that they see it as a win and we see it as a win. Because it's a lot of work for them, right? I mean, it's a tremendous amount of work, and and we all know that it can it can uh, it can help with what they're doing, or it could just be a massive distraction. Mm-hmm. And so, how do we invite them into the planning process so they feel like you know they have ownership for this? Mm-hmm. What are some ways that you've seen um, short term missions trips um, do more harm than good? Um, in your experience? Well, I mean, I, like I said, I think if it's, if it becomes a, uh, a burden to the partner of, uh, they have to spend so much time and resources, uh, kind of planning for a, for a trip that, that really doesn't add any value to their, their ongoing ministry. Um, uh, then, then I think it's a, then I think it's a problem. Um, and so, um, you know, that could be, you know, they're, they're kind of creating a big event that uses time and resources. It takes them, you know, weeks of planning and everything to create this event for us, um, that's taking away from what they, they really want to do. Um, I also think sometimes, um, you know, I know you work with the local church, Mm-hmm. We, we want to set the local church up to be the hero. Right. And mm-hmm. so and so and not us. And so so I think we want to make sure that uh, what we do, we do it in a way where they're seen uh, by the local community as as as, you know, the the leader, the one that's um, that's really carrying the ministry forward and not just oh these these kind of people that drop in and and kind of save save the day. So. Um, so I think it's just being thoughtful and look, we, you know, we're all going to make mistakes. We've all, we've all made a bunch of them and, um, and we, you know, we never seem to get it all right. But I think if we go into it with the right mindset and really a posture of, of mutuality going into it, uh, there's a better chance for us to be able to, to navigate it well. Navigating it well, um, is, not easy. Uh, getting these things restarted isn't easy and doing it right in the first place uh, isn't easy. So what are some of the biggest challenges that you guys have faced and you as a missions pastor have faced in restarting your short-term missions trips? Well, I mean, I think I think the first challenge is just, just the COVID issues, you know, mm-hmm. as, as we restarted. I mean, it was, it was it was the concerns about, I mean, one, you know, people were still when we restarted concerned about international travel at that point. So, um, so, I mean, I think that that was an issue, uh, navigating the, uh, you know, COVID guidelines 
you know, with every country that were constantly changing. Um, you know, I spent uh, a lot of time uh, preparing for a team that we we took to Malawi and um, at the end of June and, you know, just trying to figure out the COVID hoops and and trying to get tested before we returned to the U.S. and um, and all that. And then we were to depart on Tuesday to come home. And on Sunday, they dropped the re- testing requirement. <laughs> so it was, which, which we were obviously super excited about, but, uh, but it was just kind of funny because we had put a lot of energy into, you know, making sure we were in a spot where we could get a test or we could get online to do a test and have, mm. have power and all that. And then we didn't even need it. Um, so, so I think sort of getting over the concerns about international travel uh, the the concerns about okay what do you do when you when you go to a place like that and then one one person tests positive or one person gets mm-hmm. ill then what's that mean for the team uh, what's that mean for the leader uh, what's the you know what's the plan uh, for something like that um, so I think it was just sort of getting over the humps that everybody's had to try to get through with with international travel but it's more complicated when you have a team. And of course you're navigating this like all churches have been navigating it with, with people that have a lot of different, uh, a lot of different views on these mm-hmm. issues. You know, I didn't, didn't realize I had so many epidemiologists in the church until, until COVID, <laughs> <laughs> until COVID happened. So, uh, so I think that was the main thing was just, was just kind of, kind of getting over those, those humps and then, also, just trying to figure out with the partner, do you want to do exactly what we've done in the past, or do we want to do we want to do something different? Because uh, it, it was a good time, I think, in in a lot of areas of church to to, to just kind of take a step back and go, do we want to restart everything we were doing before? There's some things that we maybe we've taken a two year break. Maybe we need to take a kind of permanent break. So. Mm. Um, so just thinking through those things, what were some of those things that you decided, you know what, we don't need to try to do that anymore. Um, let's, let's, let's let that stay, uh, stay in the pandemic era and move forward. Any, any specifics on that? Well, I think, um, I think, you know, we had some, you know, we had some serving events that were, you know, a couple of them that were kind of large group serving events that had kind of probably, uh, run their course and but we we kept doing them for a couple of years probably past their prime and so then you know from just kind of a change management point of view you know you took a couple of years off of them because of covid and it was just like you know what um i think that's a kind of a natural time to just not get going with that again uh, mm. and so uh i think that's worked okay i think our I think our trips have, you know, restarted well. I think our uh, we we did a new trip that we did a family trip uh, to one of our partnerships that we had kind of been talking about for a couple of years, and uh, we never had been there as a family group, and and we ended up doing it. We had a great response. Uh, that's something we want to do again. Um, one of our uh, student teams had been doing a global trip. And because of the pandemic, they decided to do something with a local partner instead. And it turned out to really be great. And they want to carry that forward. Um, so, so I think it, you know, COVID was obviously a, 
horrible disruption, and I don't think any of us want to do that again. We're hoping that was our once-in-a-lifetime global pandemic. Uh, but I think we all we all learned some things too. The pandemic forced all of us to slow down. And because of that, we were given the unique opportunity to take a deeper look at the things we were doing in our missions ministries and evaluate ways we could be doing them better. Dr. Madden and Peachtree Church have done that very intentionally, and it has led to a new season in their outreach efforts. We'll continue our conversation with Dr. Madden after this brief message from One Child. Together, we believe extreme child poverty has an end, and it starts with hope. Hope is a vision for a better future, a way to get there, and the courage to try. And it is built through the church all over the world, coming together as one global community to help children thrive. We create a partnership experience that reflects your heart for the world. Together, we find the point where our mission and vision intersect to address the needs of children living in hard places. Together, we are a community that sees children as solutions, not problems. A community with the courage to go to the hard places. A community that gives so children can thrive. Together, this is us. Your church, a shared vision, celebrating global impact through the local church. For more information, visit onechild.org slash partnership. Peachtree Church has successfully restarted their short-term missions efforts in the post-pandemic era. So I asked Dr. Madden to share some wins from these trips. Yeah, um... You know, I, I would say that, um, you know, I can speak from uh, the Malawi trip, which I was on. I mean, that's our longest uh, term partnership. And, um, you know, we're a part of a youth camp there with some sponsored kids. And um, and those are I find those to always uh, be quite impactful for participants because um, they really um they're really able to, I think it puts their life here. It just reframes it for them uh, Mm -hmm. because the context is so different and um, they meet people and experience uh, the joy of people that don't have any of the things that they're constantly told they need to be happy. And, Mm -hmm. uh, and so uh, it's kind of a bit of a disruptive force uh, in their life. And so, so this year, I mean, we had, we had quite a few people go that, you know, had been before. Uh, but we also had people go who had never been before. And I think, I think all these, any kind of global trip for me, um, that's, that's sort of the most fun for me is to, uh, <laughs> is to take people who have never done something like that before and see it through their eyes. Um, you know, because we can say, oh, yeah, I've been to this place 10 or 12 times. And uh, but when you can see it fresh uh, through someone's eyes who hasn't seen it before, uh, it's almost like you get to 
get to re-experience it a little bit uh, for yourself. So I, I think I think really that kind of um, disruptive piece is is really a critical um, a re- really critical part. And uh, I uh, I wrote my dissertation on on global global trips and stuff a few years ago, mm-hmm. and and that was one of the things that. I found was really critical to people uh, experiencing spiritual growth as part of the process was just the disruption of the experience of, of, you know, out of your comfort zone, uh, something that you really uh, doesn't quite fit in all your boxes that you had before. Uh, I think when that happens, I think that requires us to ask new questions uh, about ourselves, about God and, uh, I think I think that's how we grow. I mean, I I think most of the times in my life where I've grown the most have been when I've had some kind of disruptive experience where I've been out of my comfort zone. Mm-hmm. And I wish God would just grow me when I'm super comfortable, but uh, <laughs> but it seems like Don't we all? <laughs> yeah, it seems like if I'm honest, um, it's been those times where I've I've been stretched where I've grown the most. Mm-hmm. So getting back to the missions field was probably a big uh, moment for you, having probably not had that opportunity during the pandemic. What was it like for you to get back out there and start visiting your global partners again, even if it was only a couple of times? Oh, it was great. You know, I I was actually in in India in um, at the end of February in 2020. And um, and it was sort of a bizarre experience because, mm-hmm. you know, we were over there for about 10 days. And when we left, you know, I was still in the mode of, I don't think this is a that big a deal. It's all overblown, you right. know? And, and then by the time I got back so much had changed in 10 days. And then like two weeks later, our church had gone online, you know, it just, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then we we're all looking at each other, like, what were we doing in India? <laughs> were, were we crazy? You know, cause you, cause then you're into the whole, well, you've got to be socially distanced and you've just been in a place, just spent 10 days in Calcutta where social distance is not There's a, no social distancing. <laughs> no, no, that's not a thing. So, um, so, you know, that was at the end. And then, I mean, for me, it was just that two year period. I mean, if you're a, if you're a mission pastor and you're passionate about, um, being with your partners around the world and, and traveling and seeing that, like, it just, it felt like you were like a, I almost felt like I'm like a football player and I had a injury and it took like two years to rehab or something. And I had to stay on the bench, you know, it was just, it was so frustrating, you know, to, to be like, okay, I just, I can't go do what I really want to do. And, and, um, and, and had some like, you know, real tragedy through that. I mean, my, my main partner in, um, in India, she passed away, uh, during mm-hmm. the COVID pandemic and, and so lost her and, and, uh, just not to be able to be with people, uh, and see, and, and I think, I'm, I'm sure, you know, like, like these partners, they become your friends. And oh, so absolutely. it's like, Oh, you know, I haven't seen my friends in two years. And so, Mm-hmm. So for me to go back, um, it, it really just kind of felt like like getting together for a family reunion or just seeing friends that you hadn't seen in a long time. And uh, I just felt um, I feel more whole when I'm able to do that. Mm-hmm. 
So what advice do you have for a missions pastor who knows uh, that they need to start planning short-term missions trips for 2023 or restart uh, the idea of missions trips for their church, but they really don't know where to get started? What advice would you give them? Well, I would say, first of all, to uh, work with your partner, to take it as an opportunity to kind of go back, look at what you were doing before and maybe say, hey, let's let's start from scratch. Let's see if there's any reframing needs to happen in what we're doing uh, before we just jump and just keep doing what we've always done before. Um, and then I would I think it's also going to take some sort of vision casting to get that before the church again about why this is important and use it as an opportunity for them to really to really see that uh, it's a critical part of of the church and it's a critical part of uh, how we can uh, grow in our faith as as believers so um, so I think that's before you get into the nuts and bolts of the planning it's just to kind of go back to uh, you know why are we doing this what do we really want to do together and um, and kind of start off on a firm foundation. Dr. Madden gives some important common sense advice to churches as they look to re-engage in short-term missions trips. Here are three things to remember from today's episode. First, we all love the lessons we learned during the pandemic about how to utilize communications advances to improve our relationships with our missions partners. But nothing is better than being present with those partners for a few days. Dr. Madden reminds us that short-term ministry trips are critical for healthy ministry relationships. Second, don't just restart missions trips by going back to the way that your church did them before the pandemic. See this as an opportunity to evaluate what you want your short-term missions program to be and how it can benefit both your church and your missions partners. And then finally, always seek to add value to your missions partners when you bring a team to serve alongside them. Dr. Madden reminds us that the first rule of the Hippocratic Oath should also be the first rule of missions partnerships. Do no harm. I want to thank Dr. Madden for joining me on this episode of the Missions Pastor Podcast. If you want to learn more about Peachtree Church, go to peachtreechurch.com. And thank you for listening to the Missions Pastor Podcast. This show is presented by One Child. We are a global community of child champions that serves children in poverty so they can discover hope and reach their God-given potential. To learn more about how your church can partner with One Child to bring hope to hard places, go to onechild.org slash partnership. Thank you.